What are some of the things you see that don't make sense? You? <laughs> Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. So in case you didn't know this about Douglas, he really enjoys his food experiences. Mm-hmm. If you did a food review show, Douglas, I'd totally watch it. Oh, I, no one wants to hire me to do food reviews, you know. But you would? I would, definitely. But wow. a lot of people think I'm going to spend more time just eating than reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that may be true. Yeah, last night I had Brazilian barbecue. Is that like a normal barbecue but where the employees have no hair? <sighs> Not that type of Brazilian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's large chunks of Brazilian beef Ooh. and other meats like fish, uh, sausages, etc. Uh, ah. Place is uh, no pork one. Uh. Um, the special thing is right. Mm-hmm. You wait at your table. You uh-huh. don't panai panai go and take your meat. You wait at your table. Yeah. And then these uh, waiters, the wait staff, will bring out barbecued meat on these giant skewers. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then they go to your table and they'll offer the meat. And if you want it, they will slice a thin piece off. And then oh, were they hot Brazilian waiters? <sighs> it was. It was two uncles, all right, and and a machi. Ah. <laughs> you know, hey, sorry, uh, I don't trust restaurants with good-looking waiters, one. You know, oh, yeah, because why? you know it, that must mean your food is mediocre, lah. Come on, man, this is Malaysia. We will eat next to a drain <laughs> if your food is nice. So you don't have to distract us with beautiful decor and attractive wait staff and all. Oh, was there a good selection of desserts? For the last time, uh, there were no hot guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not a large uh, selection of uh, desserts, but their specialty okay. was this glazed barbecue pineapple. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think they had cinnamon good. stuff uh, also sprinkled onto it. Right. And then they would cook the pineapple. So mm-hmm. when it arrives at your table, right, they slice it off. Yeah. And it's juicy, but it's warm at oh the same time. God. They're sweet, and there's a sour tinge and the tartiness. Well, <laughs> sounds really set up, but I'm guessing it was a nice, chill, outdoorsy place, right? Because barbecues tend to get really smoky. Oh, this one was indoor, oh. but it wasn't smoky. Again, they had very good ventilation. Wow. But good thing also indoor restaurant lah, because these people will come to your table uh-huh. and offer you stuff. Imagine if this was outdoor yeah. in Malaysia, all sorts of people will show up at your table. Right? <laughs> you, you, you'll be sitting there, and the rib eye will come, correct? Then some sausages come, correct? Then one fellow will try and sell you tissues. Then <laughs> <laughs> the next thing, the lottery uncle also will show up, and the donation fellas come. <laughs> Eventually, DBK will come. All kind of summer. <laughs> Very good. Fly FM. I went to Sakinchan recently and mm. it was beautiful. I had no idea. Uh, you can actually drive through the paddy fields, like green, beautiful paddy fields. There's a road through the paddy field? Yeah, you oh. you can. So along the highway, we make a U turn. Right. Because the paddy fields is on the right side, make a U turn. And then you can go into like one small jalan. And once you go Sweet. into that small jalan, a few houses, you see just vast green paddy fields. Beautiful, uh. It's beautiful. There was also beautifully sweet mango where they sell like really nice sweet mango like different different types of okay. mango yeah they have like uh, like omelette that you can order crab cakes that you can order and then like drinks <laughs> crushed like, mango oh, the paddy fields are beautiful and then food 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 of food. course la <laughs> Malaysia God. but you know Sikinchan is famous for their seafood right oh yeah definitely everybody was telling me about the seafood so I was super excited la, about that I was already planning like what to eat I want to get this sotong la, the crab la, this fish la. and we went for an early dinner 5pm already you know ready but it was actually quite disappointing of all the restaurants you had to go to the one that wasn't good like who recommended this place (laughs) well we looked at Google reviews and they were mostly positive for this one okay but you check the names were they Matsale reviews or local reviews oh they were mostly Malaysian never trust Malaysian reviews (laughs) no because Malaysians we are all too forgiving seriously (laughs) very forgiving anything so except one I was eating at a mama with a friend once right and he was saying wow me goreng me best ah Uh really ah 
Mamak mi goreng You say best than Gordon Ramsay Close shop lah <laughs> But this restaurant In Sekinchan yeah. could, could you see the seafood Alive in the tanks one? No That's the thing I didn't actually notice Any tanks That should have been My first tell right Yeah yeah But are you the type That who will go to a fish That's mm. alive in a tank And you, you choose it Knowing that it's going to die Because you want to eat it Yeah huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah Of course You have to go and choose Which fish you want Oh that's why I don't go diving <laughs> Then your instincts will kick in, right? People will be like, "Oh, see this giant manta ray, Juanita? Is that mm, ikan bakar?" <laughs> exactly. Fly FM. Trending on Twitter right now is white lies that parents tell us. I never understood why these small little lies are called white lies. So oh. what, like the really bad ones are black lies <laughs> and the so-so ones are what, magenta lies. <laughs> <laughs> There's an explanation but it's too long to get into right now. Okay. But uh, the person that started this thread asked the question, your parents ever tell you white lies? Then told the story of how when she was growing up, her parents would tell her that turning on the cabin lights in the car while driving is illegal. Illegal. Girl. Yeah, and she Man. never like thought about it until recently when she wondered if it's illegal, why do they even put it there? <laughs> Then she actually asked her parents about this, right? Turns out they just told her that so she won't simply turn on mm-hmm. the light and you yeah. know disturb their driving. But I can relate to this because I, you know, I know kids have itchy hands. Oh, low major. They want to touch everything, right? Yeah. I remember very clearly turning it on. Uh, in my dad's car And him explaining That it's too bright And it gets in the way Of his driving But it's actually Quite simple right To tell the truth So I don't know Why we tell white lies Well You know it's easier <laughs> la. It's a much easier explanation Okay you know the truck That goes around The housing area With the recording Blaring the Tilam Tilam Oh yeah 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 Tilam Lama Tukar Baru Correct. So that time I was quite young I knew what uh, Lama Lama Tukar Baru I knew what that meant Yeah. Tilam I had no idea It was oh. a new word for me So right. I asked my mom I said, What is Tilam yeah. <laughs> And she told me Tilam means uh, Not children this truck come and collect naughty children to cover oh my god how long did you believe that for uh until i went to primary school and learn bm la, like most relation <laughs> children <laughs> <laughs> But no, my, the champion white liar in my family was this uncle yeah. who would come up with all these nonsense lies. He would tell me lah, oh, you must mandi before you go to sleep. It's not a monster. Okay, what monster? Trying to catch dirty children. I don't understand. Oh, then you mustn't shake your legs because oh. if you shake your legs, right, then you shake all your money away. Oh, once again, as a child, how much money do I? Have? I still believe that until now. <laughs> the biggest one he told was, uh, no, if you vote for who you want, you will get the government you deserve. <laughs> Not always true lah that one. Oh my god, I'm that auntie though. Uh, once my nephew and niece were making a lot of noise lah mm. at home, and because I knew that just few days ago they were freaking out at a fairly large grasshopper. Grasshopper. Um, yeah, in the house. It was like for some reason it got in the house and it was on the curtain and it okay. was very big. So because I knew they were scared of this grasshopper, I told them that the grasshopper would come and catch them if they didn't stop. Like this is what the grasshopper listens to. Okay, if you scream, ah, the grasshopper will hear and it'll come. You don't even follow your own advice, you know. <laughs> Next time, tell them the truth. Say, hey, if you continue to make noise, ah, mm-hmm. the police will come and catch you. <laughs> Fly FM. So, trending on Twitter was white lies that parents tell us. So, we mm. thought it would be fun to do a round of two truths and a lie. Yeah, the last time we did it, the reception was pretty good. Yeah. And I think I beat you. So, uh, <laughs> I will let the, loser go, <laughs> let the loser go first. Okay. Uh, Juanita, you must tell me uh, three statements. Two mm-hmm. are true. Uh, one is a lie. And I'm trying and guess the lie. Yeah, we're doing three categories, career, achievement, and relationship. Okay, so the first category start. is career. Juanita, yes. let's go. I started working before I graduated. Mm-hmm. Robin Thicke once touched my butt. <laughs> and because... <laughs> 
<laughs> and now I have more than 10 years of broadcasting experience. I think the first one is definitely true. I think Robin Thicke did not touch her, but I think that's a lie. Yeah, he did not. But he did check me out though, totally. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Definitely got that, Robin Thicke. So now my turn, huh? Uh, for my career Here are two truths and a lie Okay I was once a backup singer For Sheila Majid Datuk Sheila Majid Oh I uh, once worked At a display department mm-hmm. uh, For a departmental store Okay. To you know, to put the bedding display all there. Okay. Uh, I or I once uh, worked at a trash department. Okay. <laughs> of the uh, departmental store. Okay. I say you did not work at the display department. You did work at trash, and I believe that you sang backup for <laughs> Sheila Majid because that's your life. Okay, wrong. Actually, no. I never sang backup for oh, Sheila Majid. I yeah. wish you did. But I I did work at the display department. But you I did. was so bad they moved me to the trash department. <laughs> <laughs> Darn! Okay. I got that. Right. Okay, sir, I'm Your turn. Yes, okay. The next one is achievement. Huh? Okay. Yes. I interviewed all the guys in Magic Mike once. <laughs> okay. If you don't know what Magic Mike is, you need to go and Instagram that, all right? I was on the cover of a magazine before I even turned 17. That's true, that's true. I wrote and produced for an interview with Jackie Chan. You wrote and produced an interview? I think that's a lie. Oh? Yeah, I don't think you wrote and produced an interview with Jackie Chan. I did write and produce For an interview with Jackie Chan Pretty cool right I did not though Interview for all the guys In Magic Mike But I wish that were true You interviewed only one Or two of them (laughs) No none of them (laughs) But you got to meet Jackie Chan Yeah yeah I did Oh man Okay So uh, here are my Three statements Two are true One's alive For my achievements Uh I am one of the record holders in the Malaysian Book of Records. Mm-hmm. I won the Standard One Maths Prize. Okay. Uh, I'm the first Malaysian to perform at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. I would say you did not win the math prize. Wrong! Oh, really? I did win the math prize. Uh, that was the only math prize I won in Center One. Right, but you were not the first Malaysian to perform in Melbourne. Nope, that would have been either Dr. Jason or Jen Han or oh, Brian Tan. Man. They all performed before me. Ah, oh, I knew it. I should have done that. <laughs> okay, now relationships. I always make the first move. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm usually the first to say sorry. Okay. My favorite place to be with anybody I love is at home. Okay, uh, I will say the lie is you're the first to say sorry. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'm never the first to say sorry. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> okay, oh, my turn. Uh. Yeah, your turn. Okay, so here are my three statements uh, as regards to relationship. My honeymoon mm-hmm. was in Charating. Okay. I met my wife when we were kids uh, through Taekwondo. Okay. And my wife, I've been married with oh, what, 15 years now. Like we've known each other for since forever. Okay. Uh she is my actually my first love. Oh, I'd say the first one is a lie. Is a lie. The honeymoon interrupting. Honeymoon interrupting. Wrong. Oh, man. The honeymoon it was interrupting. But you did not meet through Taekwondo. Nope, nope, she's not my first love. Ah? Yeah. She's not your first love. Of course, I am. <laughs> I won. I trashed you, you three one. Douglas Liam, congratulations. Fly FM. So students in Singapore will no longer have to take their mid-year exams. <laughs> Malaysian students have been doing this for years, last keeping the midterm. We just don't tell parents. <laughs> 
from 2023, Singaporean students can openly tell their parents because it's true. Now, this is for primary and secondary students where they will no longer have to sit through mid-year exams anymore. Oh. But instead, they'll use that time to focus on self-directed learning and develop 21st century competencies. Wow. Yeah. Now, there are ministers said that both students and teachers can use ongoing assessments to identify which areas students need to improve in. That's just pretty, pretty good, no? Yeah. Because let's be honest, la, not just students will be glad with this news. Yeah. Teachers also. <laughs> I used to be a teacher. Excuse me, we don't enjoy tests as much as students. <laughs> no, we don't enjoy coming up with the questions. We don't yeah. enjoy marking them. We don't enjoy giving students bad grades and seeing their face crumble. Because, and we don't enjoy marking papers. Huh? That's Please. true. <laughs> Just because you do the exam doesn't mean that it's auto-marked. Okay? We have to sit there and mark your papers and it's very hard. It's very tiring. Although, although one time, yeah. I remember there was one test paper that made everyone laugh in the teacher's room. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. uh, my fellow English teacher Was marking this paper yeah. And she started laughing Like what happened What happened She showed us It was an English essay yeah. The topic was How to make a cake okay. This was a Chinese student A Chinese girl student 14 years old She wrote uh, First uh, Break two eggs in a bowl yeah. Correct <laughs> Then You F-A-K the egg Oh what <laughs> That sounds very wrong Yes F-A-K the egg No because In Cantonese yeah. uh, F-A-K is What we would use The sound we use To yeah. say uh, Whisk Oh Yeah Fatan It's called okay, In Cantonese okay. So she this, <laughs> this student didn't know The English word For oh, whisk no. She put F-A-K it's a very very bad word yeah. <laughs> This part is interesting Okay Singapore found that By reducing tests right, The students can focus More on learning And less on marks Which mm. is great Yeah the, But Malaysia can't do this lah. Why? Cannot, we need many As many tests in school To prepare us for life Because uh-huh. after school uh, The yeah. testing doesn't stop Correct? <laughs> right? True. When we start working We got employee assessment tests oh, yeah. Then because of this pandemic We'll do COVID tests <laughs> <laughs> Living in Malaysia Is one big test <laughs> A test of our patience <laughs> FM. Singapore will remove mid-year exams starting next year, which is great because exams are super stressful. But it got us wondering, how did you handle your exams? Benjamin. Hello. Are you all about the Benjamins, Benjamin? <laughs> so how did you handle exams? I handled it fine, but not my classmates during the exam. Well, what happened? But during the exam, I was just quietly answering the questions. And then I, I noticed these two people, they were tapping the pens on the desk like in a rhythm oh yeah so it's like they're probably cheating lah again these two people they probably figure out a system to to cheat off each other so I'm like okay lah well good luck to you did you report them did you report them to the invigilator I I, I noticed it and then I went back to my paper and I forgot about it but then (laughs) (laughs) you won't focus but then after the results came in you think they get high marks right right no they got the worst ones why uh? Uh, yeah, because they did not figure out a system. Turns out, at the A, this guy, guy A, was asking for answers from guy B. Guy B also asking answers for guy A, but neither of them study. So they were both just tapping what? Questions? Uh? Yeah, they're tapping questions. One guy is saying the answer, the other guy is saying the So nobody got it right. Like, they both just... <laughs> they, they probably didn't understand the system. Oh, oh dear. Man. That's why cheaters never win. Thanks, Benjamin. But if you think about it, right, why are they so complicated? You just write your answers under your desk. La. Under your desk? Yeah. Then you flip the whole desk over. <laughs> no, la, you just lean back and see the answer or pretend like you know, you're looking for something under the table. You know where they have a shelf under the table? You are terrible. <laughs> but then, you know, I only did it for midterm exams. So that's not an excuse. <laughs> you're not supposed to do it at all. La. You see, that's why young, that time cheat in exam, that's why now become a radio announcer. <laughs> then why are you a professor? <laughs> 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 
Fly FM. So a US smuggler got arrested for snakes in pants. <laughs> Did he also have buns? Why? <laughs> Because oh, no. my anaconda don't want none of this. You got bumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Now this guy was going through the U.S.-Mexico border, right? and things got sus. <laughs> he was asked to step out of his truck And when they did a body search on him They found nine snakes <gasps> Hidden in his jacket In his pants pocket And in the groin area bro the groin area This guy is brave <laughs> uh. yeah. He's quite brave I'm super paranoid About bringing things To foreign countries uh? Because if you get caught there right? You're in foreign land You know Exactly I remember when I first Went to the UK I went with a bunch of uh, girls Because it was a Teachers training college ma. Correct. So most of them were girls uh-huh. So we were at the airport there And then one one of our friends got stopped as a Tudung girl. We were like, oh my, what did she bring? Oh. We were all so scared for her, right? Yeah. She's so innocent looking. Eh? Yeah. And the sniffer dogs were barking and stuff like that. Oh, no. They opened it. Turned out it was Ikan Bilis. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was dry Ikan Bilis, but somehow these UK dogs yeah. mistook it for drugs or something. Or maybe uh-huh. that's why Nasi Lemak is so addictive. <laughs> But this guy's a champion, Lana. In addition to these nine snakes, right? He was also carrying, get this, 48 horned lizards. Wow. Yeah, in total, he had 52 bags of reptiles, <laughs> la, hidden in his clothes. No wonder he looks suspicious, lah. brother was probably really afraid to move. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if he can hide so much wildlife yeah. in his pants, around his body, he should come to Malaysia. Seriously, dude, come to Malaysia, take some, lah, because we've got snakes, we've got wolves in sheep's clothing, right? We've got lab dogs. So we got headless chickens and frogs. <laughs> oh my god, so many kataks. So please take them all away, shove them in your pants, down your bum or whatever, because apparently some frogs don't mind. <laughs> Fly FM. So a guy in America, of course, had 52 <laughs> reptiles on him, snakes and lizards, all hidden in his clothes. But he got us talking about animals and it reminded me of one time when I brought my hamster out. Because oh. I pestered my mom for a hamster. Right. So when we got it, I got so excited, we took it to Ikea. <laughs> A hamster to Ikea Why? <laughs> you wanted his opinion On furniture No lah I brought it out I think because We wanted to buy A new cage for it No still Just buy the cage You don't need to <laughs> Consult your hamster To see if the cage Suits his interior Decoration case no. What's wrong with you? So anyway We went into the mall And we had to leave it In the car lah oh, Right okay, So okay. we were going For maybe like An hour Two hours max I remember we put The windows down So we had fresh air You know Basement where you got Fresh air No no, it wasn't like exactly the basement. It was kind of, you know, it had access to the outside area. Oh, okay, okay. Right? But when we came back, the hamster was gone. He probably escaped or ran out, <laughs> oh, uh, you think. <laughs> it would have been funnier though mm. if the car was gone, but the hamster was still there. <laughs> He's like, oh, Anita, man, I tried to stop the thieves, but I'm not a fighter. You know, my degree is in Swedish furniture. <laughs> Fly F. Hurry, Juanita is this 20th of March, which is this Sunday. Yep. I'm trying stand-up comedy with a few other women who are professional stand-up comedians as well. Um, I'm doing this in conjunction with International Women's Day because I thought it would help me be more fearless. I don't know why. <laughs> but to be fair, I'd like to ask the king of comedy, Douglas Lim here, a few questions. Yes, you have an audience with the king. You oh may proceed. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do I start writing jokes? Yeah, okay. So mm. first of all, I think you've got to commit to writing. You know, you give yourself a start date and okay. you just got to stick with it, man. Right. No more excuses. Don't, oh, today me tired lah, tomorrow I'll write some, none of that. Okay. And when I say write the jokes, I mean literally writing. 
oh. writing them down or, or typing them out lah. You know, okay. uh, don't just have some vague idea in your head and that. Yeah, maybe I'll go with this. You know, uh-huh. that 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 sounds funny in my head. And when I told my friend on the day, laugh. No, none of that. None right. of that nonsense. Okay. You write it down. So my suggestion is not to start with a funny punchline, okay, but start with an observation. What are some of the things you see that don't make sense? You. Good, you see, very good. Okay, a bit rude, but still, <laughs> but still very good. So you start with things that frustrate you, mm-hmm. okay? Things that confuse you, things that anger you, because things that are nice, yeah. things that are pleasant, uplifting, they're all good, but they are inherently not. Funny. Okay, Ken. Thank you very much. Fly FM. Hari Wanita, the 20th of March, which is this Sunday. I'm trying stand-up comedy and I'm doing this in conjunction with International Women's Day because I thought it'd help me be more fearless yep. uh, for some reason. But joining me is a few other women who are professional stand-up comedians, including Juliana Heng, who is on the phone right now. Good morning, Juliana. Good morning. <laughs> okay, as you know, uh, we're doing Hari Wanita on the 20th of March where I'm supposed to do stand-up comedy For the very first time, huh, Juliana yeah. <laughs> Juliana, uh, can you remind yeah. me When did you start doing stand-up? Because you've been around for quite a while, right? I mean, I first started going up on stage is on uh, 15th of September 2015 um, I don't want to scare uh, Juanita here With uh, <laughs> scary stories But we, I do want to know actually uh, Has there been one particular time When you were doing stand-up Where it stuck to your memory That something horrible happened Or something weird happened? I will say that uh, one of my most horrible gigs was when I was in the UK. Yeah, so I was doing a gong show that time in Manchester. Okay, let me explain first. Uh, a gong show is when you you tell jokes, yeah. and then if the people don't like you, they will smash a gong. Wow! That means uh, time's up, get lost. Oh wow! <laughs> so what happened was quite interesting because our aim is to survive five minutes of stand up, you know, without mm-hmm. uh, being gong off. So, <laughs> So the thing is, uh, okay, so I started off pretty strong, you know, and then four minutes in, there's this one, a British dude, lah, who actually heckled me. <laughs> and just said, get out! And of course, I'm like, okay, I mean, of course, I lose my rhythm a bit because, you know, I've been interrupted, so of course, some of the jokes that I tell, it's like, it's already, like, suffering, lah. Uh-huh. But the three person who is holding the red card, they are still pretty confident of me, so they were like, okay, let's go on. But this guy, he went on to tell them, lah. He said, hey! Cheers up! Put your card up! Put your card up! And he actually rallied them and three of them raised up their card at the same time. Oh man! What the gong! And you know what? The gong was like... It's not like the one in KL because the one that I did in KL, the gong sounded more like a gamelan. <laughs> <laughs> but this one in the UK? In the UK, it sounds like your... It sounds so crushing, lah, really. Like... Gong! Oh. <laughs> 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 and at the moment the gong strike ah, you just suddenly ask yourself why am I doing stand-up comedy? <laughs> yeah, I'm but quite sure I'm going to be asking myself that question anyway and uh, I'm going to make sure I hide that gong before the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Liana. This is the Douglas Slim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly FM.